With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The 1-1. Tati swings, hits it in the air to deep left field, down the line, and it is fair. A three-run homer. The 100th home run of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s career is a massive blast down the left field line here at Coors Field. Fernando Tatis Jr., the fifth of five home runs hit today by the San Diego Padres as they crush the Colorado Rockies 11-1 at Coors Field in Denver. Padres win the rubber game of this three-game set. 2,198 feet worth of home runs today for San Diego as the Padres improve to 54-55. and They are one game below 500 for the first time since June 18th. And the Padres, an off day tomorrow, and then a big four-game series beginning against the L.A. Dodgers on Friday in downtown San Diego. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon. A lot to like in this game from the Padres who have won six of eight. They're now 17 and 10 since July began. And at the moment, they find themselves just four games out of a wild card spot in the National League. A lot to discuss from this game. We'll go back to Denver. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some additional post-game audio coming for you uh, from the uh, Padres clubhouse, out-of-town scoreboard, all the radio highlights. We'll recap it in its entirety and much, much more to come. But quickly, a couple of thoughts for you. You have to love what the Padres did, first and foremost, with their pitching staff here today. And you look at this series Two bullpen games, two wins, and one today that was really unexpected. We found out just a few hours before today's game, Joe Musgrove wouldn't make the start. Dealing with some right shoulder soreness doesn't sound like it's a really big deal, but they are going to push him back likely uh, to the series against Seattle. So Joe Musgrove did not make the start. Nick Martinez, instead, it makes the start on really a, a pure bullpen day. And Martinez comes out and goes nine up, nine down, three scoreless innings, to begin the day against the Rockies offense. And uh, that really, or I should say, excuse me, not nine up, nine down. He did uh, allow a double to uh, Jerks and Profart to start the first inning. But after that, nine straight retired by Nick Martinez. And then the Padres between Martinez, Ray Kerr, Scott Barlow, Tom Cosgrove, and Luis Garcia, they hold the Rockies to just four hits, one run total at Coors Field of all places. And that's after 
Yesterday, Pedro Avila goes four innings, one earned run given up in his spot start, and then Honeywell, Wilson, Suarez, Hill, Hader uh, combined to do enough to get the Padres a win in Colorado. So two bullpen games, two wins, an outstanding job by the Padres pitching staff here today. And it started with Nick Martinez, Scott Barlow making his Padres debut. He was great, inning and two-thirds scoreless. That was great to see, and Ray Kurt did a really good job getting out of big-time trouble, at least limiting the damage in the fourth inning as well. The other huge story in this game, the offense. Five home runs in this game for the Padres, including two by Gary Sanchez, number uh, 13 for Gary, number 14 for Gary. Ha-Sung Kim got the party started. Lead-off home run in the first inning. Juan Soto in the third, number 23 for Soto. And then Fernando Tatis Jr., his 19th of the season, career home run at number 100. And all those baseballs were absolutely Demolished. I mean, they were just crushed. Here were the distances on the home runs today for the Padres. Fernando hit it 444 feet. Gary Sanchez hit two. They both went 440. Juan Soto's went 449, and Hassan Kim's went 425. A.J. Casabell, Padres beat writer for MLB.com, tweeted this out a little while ago. The Padres became the first team today to hit five home runs of at least 425 feet in a game since StatCast began tracking in 2015, albeit at the altitude in Denver at Coors Field, but very impressive. Padres did a great job in this game. Remember, the, the final score not indicative of what this game really was. I mean, it was 3-1 to one for a while, then it was 4-1 to one for a little bit, and the Padres just busting the game open in the ninth inning with a seven-run frame. So the offense scored early. They added on in the middle innings with the Sanchez home run, and then they really put the game away in the ninth inning. And let's be honest, putting games away is something this team has struggled with at many times this year, but they really put their foot down uh, in the final game of this series. Offense did a great job, and you can't say enough about what the pitching did here today on a bullpen day that was last minute not planned without Joe Musgrove and they combined to give up just four hits in Denver I understand it's not a great lineup with the Rockies they've traded a bunch of pieces away I understand that they've got a lot of young guys uh, playing out the the string here but really impressive job in all facets and look the Padres at the moment four games out of a wild card spot they've won six of eight if you zoom out even with the tough road trip after the all-star break a crushing loss on Monday in Colorado they're 17 and 10 now since July began, and now 2 and 0 in the month of August. And Jesse and Tony touched on this uh, in the post game wrap up. It continues to be impressive the way the Padres respond after some of these crushing losses. That is one thing they've really done nicely this season is when they have some of these just heartbreaking defeats, like they had on Monday. They very often found ways to bounce back, and that's been great to see. It was great to see them bounce back two games in this series. Off day here in San Diego tomorrow, and uh, they better get some rest because the Dodgers are coming to, uh, coming to town beginning on Friday. So a tough series coming up, but a very good series win. Final two games of this series in Colorado. We'll step aside, come back with more. When we come back, we'll have all the radio highlights for you, recap this game in its entirety. We'll also go back to Denver, hear from Bob Melvin, may have some player audio coming from the clubhouse as well. I am taking you up until probably a little bit after 4 p.m. That's when Gwyn and Chris, today Chris Ello, Matt Scraby will come 
come your way as we continue on. The Padres win it 11-1 at Coors Field in Colorado. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in the rubber game of this three-game series. Padres 11, Rockies 1. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as the Padres are just one game below 500, and now they have an opportunity to get back to the 500 mark on Friday against the L.A. Dodgers. But first things first, a lot to do on our postgame coverage. We'll go back to Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a few minutes so stay tuned for that we also have many of our daily awards to give out out of town scoreboard your phone calls and much much more to get to as we wrap this one up the Padres winning the rubber game of this three game series a lot of good pitching to talk about a lot of power to talk about let's do it let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes Joe Musgrove was a late scratch from his start today because of right shoulder soreness, so Nick Martinez made the start instead. Kyle Freeland on the mound today for the Rockies. Ha-Sung Kim led off the game. And the 1-1 pitch hit in the air to very deep left field. Jones goes back. He's going to watch. It's going to go. A leadoff home run for Ha-Sung Kim. And the Padres strike right off the bat against Kyle Freeland. It's 1-0, Kim's fourth leadoff home run of the season. And his 15th home run of the season. Padres, just like that, had a one to nothing lead. Padres then had a runner on third base with nobody out in the second. They did not score. Meanwhile, Nick Martinez allowed a leadoff double, but then he went six up, six down in his first two innings. In the third, Hassan Kim drew a one-out walk with two men away. It was Juan Soto. Lefty to lefty against Freeland. Swings at the first pitch, hits it a mile to deep right field. Tolley is just going to watch as it finds the deepest portion of the second deck and Juan Soto who hit two home runs in last night's game goes deep again here in the third inning and the Padres add on it's three to nothing exit velocity 111.5 miles per hour the distance 449 feet Soto's third home run in the last two days and his 23rd of the season Martinez put together a one two three frame in the third Great job by Martinez today in a tough spot. Three scoreless innings. Padres still led 3-0 as we went bottom four. Ray Kerr entered. He walked three batters to load the bases. Rockies got an RBI ground out to make it a 3-1 game. Kerr allowed just that one run. Kerr then pitched the scoreless fifth inning. Padres still led 3-1, heading to the sixth. With two outs, Gary Sanchez dug in. 
Here's the 1-1. Sanchez Ooh. steps into it. Hits it in the air to deep center. Doyle's going back. He's watching. It's going to go. A home run for Gary Sanchez. 13th of the season for the Padre catcher. Third home run of the day, and the Padres now lead 4-1. to one. Current new Padres reliever Scott Barlow combined for a scoreless bottom of the sixth inning. Barlow then pitched a 1-2-3 seventh inning and two-thirds scoreless for Barlow in his debut in the brown and gold. Very well done. Tom Cosgrove, a scoreless eighth inning. Padres still leading 4-1, to one, heading to the ninth inning against Rockies reliever Daniel Bard. Josh Hader warming up in the bullpen for potentially a save opportunity. But the Padres made sure there would be no save for Josh Hader here today because Gary Sanchez struck again. 0-1 hits another one in the air to deep left center field. Doyle's going back on the warning track at the wall. Going to go! Second of the day for Gary Sanchez. Fourth homer of the afternoon and the Padres lead it 5-1. Padres were far from done. Trent Grisham hit a one-out double. Ha-sung Kim Walk. That set the table for El Nino. The 1-1. Tati swings. Hits it in the air to deep left field. Down the line. And it is fair. A three-run homer. The 100th home run of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s career is a massive blast. Down the left field line here at Coors Field. Padres continue to do work against the Colorado bullpen. They put runners on first and second with two men away for Jake Cronenworth. Now the 1-1 pitch. Cronenworth strokes it in the air out to right center field. That's a base hit for Jake. Manny rounding third. He's going to come in and score. Bogarts will be held at third. And Cronenworth at his second with an RBI double. 9-1 Padres in the ninth inning. And a six-game hitting streak for Jake Cronenworth. Gary Sanchez was next. The 0-2 pitch, and Gary hits it on the ground to the right side. That's into right field in a base hit. Bogarts will score. Cronenworth's right behind him. What a day for Gary Sanchez. Two-run single here in the ninth inning, and it's 11-1. A seven-run ninth inning for the Padres. They took an 11-1 lead. Luis Garcia walked a batter, allowed a base hit, hit a batter in the ninth inning, but a scoreless frame for Garcia. Final score, Padres 11 Rockies won as the Padres take the rubber game of this three-game series. They improve to 54 and 55. Rockies drop to 42 and 66. Ray Kerr picks up his first win of the season. Kyle Freeland drops to 4 and 12 with the defeat. Freeland not bad in this game. Six innings, four earned runs given up. Seven hits, walked one, struck out six on 98 pitches. But again, we can talk about the offense, what they did. Certainly very impressive. Five home runs ties a Padres franchise record at Coors Field with the five home runs. But the pitching side of things deserves a ton of credit here today. Nick Martinez, three scoreless innings. Ray Kerr, two innings and a third. One run given up. Remember, Kerr had to battle with the bases loaded and one out in the fourth inning. Gave up just the single run. Scott Barlow, good job uh, in the sixth inning. Scoreless seventh inning. Inning and two-thirds scoreless for him in his Padres debut. And then Cosgrove and Garcia combining for two scoreless innings to finish things up. Padres get a very nice and a month. Much needed win here today. Much needed series win in Colorado. Let's go back to Coors Field in Denver. Hear from the skipper. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. 
would you like about swinging this stuff from all your pitchers today? Yeah, there were a lot of them out there today too. So, you know, it starts with Martinez who, I mean, man, I, you know, taking the ball in any situation we ask him to this year, you know, it's been every other day he's pitched, goes out there and gives us three innings again today on a day we needed a starter. I can't say enough about what he's meant to this team and what he continues to do. Uh, but then after that, we, you know, worked out pretty good. We used a few guys. Um, certainly Kerr was huge in giving us probably more than he's thrown this year. Uh, nice to see Barlow get in there and go one plus, new guy as well, and, and we're able to finish it out. So ended up being a good game in you know, days that you have a little bit of, of angst, knowing that you're going to have to use quite a few guys in your bullpen, and there are a few of them that are down too. So it worked out well. Pretty prodigious power display from your guys today. What did you make of kind of just not just the home runs, but maybe the nature of some of them? Yeah, I mean, Toddy's I don't think still come down, and Juan's probably goes in the, in the upper deck if it's you know hit any higher. It almost hit that back wall in the second deck. So um, you know, and then Gary using the big part a couple times. It ended up being a nice day offensively for us all the way around. And you know, we've talked a lot about responding. You know, we win three in a row against Texas. We have a really tough night here. Uh, the first game and then respond for two, with two good games. So uh, hopefully it's a trend for us. Is this, in your opinion, the best baseball you've played all season? Well, have we been five out of six yet? So I don't, I don't know on that. But you know, it, we're we're doing it differently. You know, we're we're playing defense games. We're swinging the bats. We're getting pitching. We're starting to get our our timing a little bit better as well with when we get a well pitched game and a and or offensively. Did you just have to continue to rely on Kerr? I mean, he hadn't done that ever, really. No, I didn't have to. The, the issue was I wasn't going to use Suarez and I wasn't going to use Wilson. I would have used Hader in a safe situation. But then you have Garcia, who has to give you link on the backside, too. So, um, you know, as long as he was kind of rolling, we were going to try to run him out there a little bit longer and then, you know, use Barlow one plus, which I don't think he's pitched over an inning this year, too. So it's about trying to figure out you know, all the different options as the game goes along. He got in trouble really wild yeah. in the first, and then to finish off with McMahon, to go from that to finishing off like he did. Yeah, that's that was key. It was key for, you know, and, and, you know, one more guy in the first inning, and I probably have to do something a little bit differently and get somebody up. And not only did he get us through that inning, he did another inning, and then, you know, obviously went back out for for the next one. So I, I think that does a lot for his confidence, too, to be able not only to pitch that you know, that much, but also come back from what was a tough start for him. What was your conversation like with Barlow? Kind of like, what was the team like, really going to need you today? Pretty much. He knew coming in that what, what it was going to look like as far as the, you know, being a bullpen day. So he knew there was a chance that he was probably going to pitch a little bit more uh, than he has before and probably a little bit earlier than he has before. It was only three games here, three days here, but I mean, from what Monday's game was to everything that happened at the trade deadline and these two victories, is it, what, what kind of do you take from where it went from Monday to now? It's pretty extreme. So, and, and this is a kind of a house of horrors here too. And to to go down the way we did the first night and then have all the drama and stuff of the of the trade deadline. Uh, good to have a day off tomorrow. A little bit exhausting at this point, but nice to finish it out with a, a really well played game. Nick hadn't thrown that many pitches since April in a game. Yeah, well, I was originally looking at two. He came in after two and said, I got a third one, which doesn't surprise you. Well, you know, what he's able to do for us, you know, the workload he's had has been more extreme really than anybody we've had here. 
some of the question marks in rotation. I know you have Hill coming in, but you know Joe Waka. Uh, could you maybe look at keeping Nick a little stretched out in the relief role just in case you get ready? I, he would be all for it. So. You know, adding Barlow allows us probably a little bit more of an option to be able to do that, you know, with Rich here now and, and walk on his way. We'll see. But I know Nick would be up for that. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Denver following this 11-1 win for the Padres over the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up here on our postgame show. A lot to discuss uh, based on what Bob Melvin said there, and we'll dive into the pitching stuff with Martinez and Kerr and Barlow because there's a lot to get to in all of that. We'll get to all that on the other side of our next break, but I did want to just touch on quickly one thing that Bob Melvin was asked about there, and it was the way this series started, the crushing loss on Monday, then everything the Padres added at the trade deadline yesterday. Padres not doing anything, quote-unquote, flashy. There was no big splash. There was no superstar Juan Soto-esque trade they were making, but they added some really nice pieces to their roster, whether it was Barlow, whether it was G-Man Choi, whether it was Garrett Cooper whether it was Rich Hill. I thought we all kind of agreed um, here on the air yesterday, and from what I've heard from fans, that uh, the Padres did a nice job adding some pieces, adding some depth, and not giving up any of their top, top prospects to do it. Between getting those guys, we saw the effects of one of those guys today in Scott Barlow, who came in, gave you an inning and two-thirds, and that was really impressive, the inning and two-thirds. Again, I'll get more into that the other side of our next break. But... The way this series started, the loss on Monday, it was another heartbreaking loss in a season that's been full of frustrating, heartbreaking losses. But to have the trades yesterday, to win yesterday's game, have the pitching do what it did today, the offense do what it did today, you come out of Colorado with a a much better feeling. Now, the Padres have a very, very tough test this coming weekend against the Dodgers. Obviously, every game you play against L.A., uh, they're intense and they're hard because the Dodgers are good. But it's a really good opportunity, and you got to feel pretty good about where the Padres are entering that series on Friday. Again, they sit one game below 500 now, the first time they've been there since June 18th. It's been a while. Padres have won five of six. They've also won six of their last eight. And if you zoom out a little bit, Since the start of July, even with that series against Pittsburgh, which was so disappointing, even with the road trip that went 5-5 and out of the All-Star break, which was underwhelming and could have been so much better, and so many of the close losses this team continues to have, you zoom out a little bit, not that it's all been perfect, but they are 17-10 and now since the start of July. I mean, that's, that's not nothing. That's a span of 27 games. So it's something we touched on yesterday that maybe this turnaround didn't necessarily have to be something where you could point to a game where it all clicked. But maybe you would zoom out a little bit over the course of time and just see that, for the most part, they're playing better baseball. And if you go back to the start of July, they are. They continue to pick up ground in the wild card race, little by little by little. Right now, four games out. We'll see where they are uh, by the end of tonight, depending on what other teams do. We'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard later. But a good series win, two out of three against the Rockies. Of course, could have very easily been a sweep. Had some things gone differently on Monday. But is what it is. Padres win two of three from Colorado. Much more to get to on our post-game coverage. I'll dive more into that uh, pitching performance here today for Martinez, Kerr, Barlow. We'll talk more about that on the other side of this break. 
Also may have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse. And if you want to get involved on the phones, we do have time uh, for some phone calls, 833-288-0973. Again, phone number if you want to get involved, 833-288-0973, the phone number. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know, what'd you think about this series? What'd you think about the trade deadline? What do you think about the way the Padres are playing right now? Happy to talk to you on social media or over the phones as we continue to wrap this one up. Padres win it 11-1 in Colorado. Post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 11, Rockies 1 as the Padres take 2 of 3 from the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Padres certainly had a great day in Colorado. Five home runs, 11 runs on 14 hits total. Pitching side of things did a really, really nice job. And the Padres again improved to 54 and 55. Now one game below 500 for the first time since mid-June. It's been a while, and it has been even longer since they've been at 500. They'll have an opportunity to do that on Friday against the L.A. Dodgers. We've talked a lot about how important and how good the pitching was here today. Let's dive a little bit deeper into that with our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's Ace Pitcher of the Game, brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg, all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our Ace Pitcher of the Game, Nick Martinez, did a really nice job Making a spot start here today. We found out just a few hours before game time that Joe Musgrove would not start today. Scratched due to that right shoulder soreness. And remember, Musgrove has been so good lately. Last 12 starts, a 1-8-4 ERA. So it really hurt today when you heard the news that the Padres wouldn't have him. But these things happen throughout a season. Nick Martinez making the start. Gave up a leadoff double to Jerks and Profar. But then proceeded on a grand total of 38 pitches to get through three scoreless innings after the double by Profar, he retired the next nine in a row. And he struck out three, gave up just that one hit. He was great. And when you put it in the context of the fact that Martinez had not thrown three innings in a game since April 26th. It's been that long since he threw three innings in a game, threw three here today. He had thrown 30 pitches just twice since May 2nd. So the Padres asked Nick Martinez to make a last-minute start today to go deeper. Then he's gone in a while, and he did it great. He was outstanding. Three scoreless innings, got this bullpen day off to a a good start, and it really set the tone for the rest of that bullpen and uh, certainly this game as a whole. So Nick Martinez, our relief pitcher, not relief pitcher, our ace pitcher of the game. Two other pitchers that I want to talk about. Number one, Ray Kerr. 56 pitches in two innings and a third for Ray Kerr. That was a career high in the major leagues for Ray. You look at his outing. Comes in in the fourth inning. Walks two in a row. 
strikes out one, and then walks another. So he walks the bases loaded, gives up an RBI ground out. At that point, it's a 3-1 to one Padre lead. Runners on second and third. So the tying runs in scoring position. Bounces back to strike out Michael Tolia, inning over. Then comes back out for the fifth inning. Gives up a leadoff double. Ends up striking out three, inning over. Ends up striking out the first batter of the sixth inning before Scott Barlow comes in. Really good job by Ray Kerr. Got into early trouble, limited the damage, got into more trouble in the fifth inning, got out of it with the runner still stranded on second base. He was impressive. And I'll tell you why he was able to get out of trouble and limit damage. The stuff. I mean, Ray Kerr from the left side, I'm very, very intrigued by Ray Kerr. I really am by his stuff. He was throwing 98 miles an hour. Good curveball, getting a lot of swings and misses. Consider this. He got 12 swings and misses and six strikeouts in two innings and a third. Six out of the seven outs he got were via the strikeout. So he had 12 whiffs on 25 swings. That's nearly 50% of the time Rockies hitters swung the bat. They missed it. That's a that's a really good sign for Ray Kerr. Who knows how long he's up here. Could be just today, but... I really think Ray Kerr is somebody to keep an eye on. From a stuff perspective, it's pretty impressive, especially from a lefty. I mean, he's he's throwing 98 miles an hour with a good curveball and does throw that change up as well. So uh, I thought the stuff did play today because he was able to get himself out of jams and limit damage. Really good job by Ray Kerr. Scott Barlow in his Padres debut after the trade yesterday from Kansas City. Barlow had only thrown an inning and two-thirds. In fact, he had only thrown more than one inning this season three times. An inning and a third once, and he's thrown an inning and two-thirds twice. The last time he went an inning and two-thirds, May 22nd. So it's been a while. And here today in his Padres debut, he was asked to go an inning and two-thirds, wasn't given a clean inning for his debut, came in in the sixth, and did a really good job. And the one base runner he allowed, he was charged with an error, No big deal. Struck out the next batter. Really nice debut for Scott Barlow. Went very, very well. So how about that? In his uh, debut, he did something that he really has not done very much this year, and that's a go more than one inning. And he's only gone an inning and two-thirds before today, two other times. So both with Martinez and Kerr and Barlow, I I just very, very good stuff from them today. On a bullpen day again, Martinez, Kerr, Barlow, Cosgrove, and Garcia combine to limit the Rockies to just four hits. All right, before we continue on, uh, let's uh, squeeze in a phone call, 833-288-0973. Let's go to Mario, who's calling in from National City. Hi, Mario. You're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, Sam. How about yourself? Doing well. Well, well, today's game was great. Yesterday's game was great. The series with the Texas Rangers was great. Uh, seems like they're picking up the pieces. They're going where they need to go. I didn't expect them to be 108-1 and at this point, mm-hmm. but I did expect a little bit more as a fan, as a diehard. But they're on their way. And, and uh, for me, once, once they get in the playoffs, because they are going to the playoffs, you know, all you naysayers just, just uh, hop on the bandwagon when it's time. <laughs> And that's all I got to say, man. Just keep going. Just go Padres. All right, Mario. Well, look, I'm sure uh, fans listening out there, they they hope you're right. They hope this team is headed for the playoffs. I mean, look, there's no way around. Uh, first 100-plus games did not go the way this team wanted them to go. But 
They sit here right now, and we'll see where they are. I've got to take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard and see what else is going on. But at this moment, they pick up a full game today right now in the wildcard race. Four games out on August 2nd, that is very, very doable. It requires you to play good baseball. Uh, This series was a little bit of a microcosm of the season with a very, very tough loss on Monday. But as they've done many times, they bounced back on Tuesday and Wednesday very, very nicely. So, uh, look, they got to keep doing what they did the last two days. Good pitching, team baseball, good offense. They need the stars to carry them. What Juan Soto did yesterday with the two home runs. Soto, another big two-run home run today. Fernando, a home run. Gary Sanchez with two more. Hassan Kim continuing to do what he's done. He's been so, so good at the top of the lineup and hit the leadoff home run in this game here today. So they've got to keep it going, and that'll be the key throughout the next two months. Can they play the way they played the last two days consistently enough to go on the run they need to go on. We don't know that answer until they do. And you certainly hope they do to this point if we're just zooming out a little bit. And I've I've been very positive. 17 and 10 since the start of July. They've played better overall for 27 games here. But they've got to keep doing it. And they dug themselves a hole and it's going to take work to get out of it. It's work they can do that they have the talent to do. They got a little help yesterday at the deadline. It is work they can do. But it is show-me time for the San Diego Padres, and that doesn't take the form of just two days. That's going to take the form of a couple of months, and we'll see if they can do it. But yes, should you feel encouraged heading into Friday against the Dodgers? I do think so. I do think so. They're playing better baseball, and they had a good couple of days in Colorado doing what they need to do against, let's be honest, a Rockies team that uh, was in cell mode you know, over the deadline and does not have many names that scare you in that lineup right now, really on that pitching staff either. So... You wish they would have swept it. They had an opportunity to do it, didn't do it, but uh, you'll take two out of three. Off day tomorrow. Move on against the L.A. Dodgers coming up on Friday. We'll step aside. More to come on our postgame coverage. Padres win it 11-1 over the Rockies back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 11, Rockies 1. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up on our postgame coverage. Padres take two out of three from Colorado. A lot to do still. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. More of our daily awards to give out. If you want to get involved on the phones, you can do that. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, 833-288-0973. What'd you think about? this win what'd you think about the trade deadline this series in Colorado how you feeling heading into another big series against the Dodgers coming up on Friday would love to hear from you call me beat me if you want to reach me 833-288-0973 let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Arm that fits in very nicely in this bullpen. Here's a swing and a miss. That's the slider. And on three pitches, he strikes out the first guy that he sees in a Padre uniform. 
Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Scott Barlow. Nice job in his Padres debut. Inning and two-thirds scoreless. Struck out three total. Didn't allow a hit. Struck out the very first batter he faced. You heard there from Jesse and Tony. Brendan Rogers stranded a runner. Very nice job by Scott Barlow. In his debut, our relief pitcher of the game, we illustrated it earlier. Went inning and two-thirds for the third time this season. First time in a long time since May. Very nicely done by Scott Barlow. And certainly... We talked about it, and we praised what Ray Kerr did, but what Ray Kerr did as well. I mean, he certainly was a candidate for a relief pitcher as well. Very, very nice job by Ray Kerr in this game. And Scott Barlow, our relief pitcher of the game. A four-hit, one-run performance on this bullpen day by uh, the Padres pitching staff. Very, very well done. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. 0-1 hits another one in the air to deep left center field. Doyle's going back on the warning track at the wall. Gonna go! Second of the day for Gary Sanchez. Fourth homer of the afternoon, and the Padres lead it 5-1. to one. Our player of the game, Gary Sanchez, his second two-home run game in a week. Sunday against the Rangers, here today against the Rockies. What a year for Gary Sanchez. Comes to San Diego, nobody really knows what to expect, and you look up, he's got 14 home runs. Really contributing. Gary Sanchez, a great day. The two home runs also had the two-run single in the ninth inning. So in total, three hits, two home runs, four RBIs for Gary Sanchez. And he caught this pitching staff today. Four hits on a bullpen day. That's a tough job on a bullpen day to handle a pitching staff, get through it, deal with what everybody throws. I mean... It's a great job by Gary Sanchez today. It really is. And he continues to be a contributor. Been a really, really nice addition to this team. And uh, credit to the front office. I mean, they went and got him, and and I think he has already exceeded exceeded your expectations of, of what you thought he could bring. I mean, you look at his numbers right now. 14 home runs, 36 RBIs, batting 214. Look, the batting average isn't going to blow you away, but from the catcher spot, 14 home runs, 36 RBIs, sign me up and consider what they were getting offensively out of that before. No disrespect to Austin Nolan and things like that, but look, they were not getting getting what Gary Sanchez is providing. So uh, he's been a very, very nice addition. We said it a lot on Sunday after the two-home run game and another two-home run game. I mean, he's hit four home runs in Sunday. And very, very good. Good game for Gary Sanchez and the Padres roll to an 11-1 win. And uh, that seven-run ninth inning also very impressive. Went from a 4-1 game to an 11-1 game, and the Padres win it by that final score. We'll step aside, come back with more, look at the out-of-town scoreboard, wrap things up as we get you to Gwyn and Chris. Coming up in just a handful of minutes, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, they will have much more to say about this ball game here today. Final score in Colorado, Padres 11, Rockies 1. If you want to call me, time to get in your phone calls, 833-288-0973. If you want to talk some Padres baseball on this Wednesday afternoon. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network.
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Padres win it 11-1 over the Colorado Rockies. They take the rubber game of this three-game series. They already did a lot. We heard from Bob Melvin, went through all the radio highlights. If you missed any of that, you can listen back to our post-game show. We need each and every day on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. On that feed, you'll find our full post-game shows. You'll find Bob Melvin's pre-game press conferences. You'll find my one-on-one interviews with Padres players that we have throughout the season. You'll also find... All the highlights, everything you need, Padres content related, the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast with me, Sam Levitt, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Again, we will have Chris Ello, Matt Scraby coming your way here in just a little bit. They'll have much more on today's game. Let's uh, squeeze in a couple of phone calls here. We go to Dan in Ocean Beach. Dan, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Sam? Real good game today. Uh, Really pumped up for this weekend. I really hope the boys come through with the same bats they had today and to carry it on through the weekend and get over 500. Well, Dan, certainly hope so. Uh, it's good optimism. Look, uh, like I was saying earlier, good two games. You certainly would have loved to sweep. They had the ability to do it with the game on Monday. It was a heartbreaking loss, and how many of those have we had this year? But uh, certainly good couple of days. You zoom out. I've said this number a, a bunch of times already, 17-10 and 10 since the month of July began. So you zoom out a little bit. They're playing better baseball, one game below 500 at the moment. They're four games out of a wild card spot. We'll see where they are uh, once uh, the rest of the scoreboard wraps up today. But they are no doubt playing better baseball. They're creeping towards 500, an opportunity certainly to get there or over 500 this weekend against the Dodgers. The, the name of the game for them right now is you got to keep it going because we've seen them take one step forward, take one step back, two steps forward, one step back, so on and so on and so on all year. They just got to keep it rolling. We'll see if they can do it. Tough test against L.A. coming up this weekend. We go to Jake, who's calling in from San Diego. Jake, you're on the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. How are you? Hey, Sammy, I'm pretty good. Uh, a lot better after those last couple of wins, that's for sure. Um, it's feeling pretty good after that deadline. I like a few of those pieces that, that they picked up for sure. Uh, we saw we saw Barlow put together a pretty good performance today, and hopefully we'll be able to see G-Man showing the lineup on Friday mm-hmm. against uh, the Dodgers. I think, think he'll, he'll uh, have a good time here in San Diego with us, and I like the way that things are going going into that series for sure. Yeah, look, I'm excited to see G-Man Choi at some point in the lineup. Same thing with Garrett Cooper. We'll see what it looks like to line up on Friday. Righty, lefty, things like that certainly will play into it. We didn't see Cooper or Choi come off the bench today, and they weren't in the lineup today, mostly because they arrived in Denver apparently within a couple of hours of the game starting. So uh, it'll be exciting to to get those guys uh, you know, involved. Uh, I'll, I'll read you off something we, we read in the pregame that I think really illustrates what Choi and Cooper can bring in that DH first base spot. And, of course, also coming off the bench, Cooper, 256 batting average, 13 home runs, 46 RBI, 723 OPS in 300-plus at-bats with Miami this season, a career OPS of 776. He's been in the major leagues a long time. He was a Marlin for a long time, seven seasons in Miami. Choi dealt with an Achilles strain for a few months, only 73 at-bats this season because of that, but he does have a career 772 OPS. So, again, Uh, Cooper, 776 career OPS, Choi, 772. 
Keep this in mind. And this is where these guys can really provide a lot. Padres designated hitters this season have combined for a 643 OPS this year. And obviously a lot of that was with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter. And, you know, those guys did not do a a ton um, in the OPS department, but that was 26th in the major leagues this season. So Cooper and Troy uh, should help in that department. Obviously they can DH, play some first base. And what I love about it is you have two major league hitters with experience coming off your bench. Both can hit home runs. I, I really like the additions of both. Look, it, it adds depth to a bench that just didn't have it. It doesn't have it right now, and uh, well, it has it now with those two guys, but you know, they, they are a deeper team, I think, by quite a bit than they were on Monday. And uh, I, I think those two guys uh, should hopefully add a lot. We'll see. All right, finish on the calls. Gail in San Diego. Gail, you're on the Padres post game show. How are you? Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you loud and clear, Gail. Oh, good. Okay. I met you before. Okay. I was just curious about the new players. Mm-hmm. For example, we have two new pitchers. Mm-hmm. So whose place are they going to take? And we only have so many roster spots. And also we have two first basemen. So whose place are they going to take? Well, Gail, we we found out uh, part of that answer today about the moves the Padres made when they activated uh, most of the players they traded for yesterday. So I'll just run down the moves for you and for everybody else who might just be tuning in uh, on this uh, Wednesday on the way home from work, whatever you might be doing. I'll run down the moves for you, Gail, so you know who is in and who is out. And this does not include the addition of Rich Hill yet because uh, Rich Hill, uh, you don't have to activate him until he, he makes his start, which is the wise thing to do. But the moves today, G-Man Choi activated, Garrett Cooper activated, added to the roster, Scott Barlow, same thing, Ray Kerr, we saw him today, called up from AAA El Paso once again. To make room on the 26-man roster, Tim Hill placed on the 15-day IL with a sprained left ring finger, Brett uh, Brett Sullivan optioned to AAA El Paso, Brent Honeywell designated for assignment. So that is how Gale uh, they made room today. Now with Rich Hill, whenever he is added, they're going to have to get somebody off. Um, look, there were questions about Matt Carpenter, and obviously he's not being used right now. And we heard Bob Melvin talk about it uh, earlier during the pregame coverage. And if you missed it, I encourage you to go to social media, hear what Bob Melvin had to say. Uh, I believe we have it up there, 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter. Uh, 97.3 The Fan, look, right now Matt's still on this roster. It's uh, you know it's not a simple situation with his contract, but obviously he's not playing really at all right now, not coming off the bench and uh, certainly not starting even against the right-handed pitchers. And you would imagine with, you know, G-Man Choi uh, and Garrett Cooper, that playing time's probably not going uh, to increase. So uh, interesting situation there. But, Gail, that's what they did today uh, with the moves. There are probably more moves to come in the coming days. But uh, today, uh, the guys who were off the active roster again, Sullivan, option to El Paso, Brent Honeywell, designated for assignment, Tim Hill, Put on the IL. But good question, Gail. Happy to uh, provide uh, the information to you. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening in, calling in. Good stuff there. Let's take a look at the out of town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. 
We have a handful of finals already today, including this game between the Padres and the Rockies. Braves beating the Angels 12-5 in Atlanta earlier today. Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, Matt Olson all had home runs in that game for Atlanta. What else is new? Nationals beat the Brewers 3-2 in D.C. It was a wild ending. Nationals won it on an errant throw to home plate as the tying potential tying run was coming to home plate. Ball got away. The next runner came in. Nationals won it 3-2 over Milwaukee. Wild ending. They walked it off on a throwing error uh, by the Brewers infield. Astros beat the Guardians 3-2 in Houston. Chaz McCormick, a couple of home runs in that game. For Houston, another former Corpus Christi hook. We were talking about Framber Valdez in the pregame. All these guys, I know these guys. McCormick, two home runs as the Astros win it 3-2. to two. Mariners beat the Red Sox in Seattle 6-3. to three. Everything else in progress are coming up a little bit later. Phillies and the Marlins are scoreless in the third in Miami. Tampa Bay leading New York in the Bronx. The Yankees in the first inning 2-0. Wander Franco just hit a two-run home run off Garrett Cole. So the Rays off to a good start in the Bronx. Orioles and the Blue Jays are scoreless in the first inning. And the other games coming up in a little while. Twins at the Cardinals in St. Louis at 445. White Sox at the Rangers at 505. Reds at Wrigley Field in Chicago against the Cubs at 505. Mets and the Royals in Kansas City at 510. Diamondbacks in San Francisco at 645. A's in LA taking on the Dodgers at 710. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday in the Major League. So here is how things stand right now. Now, this will shift around a little bit because a lot of the teams I'm going to mention here either are going to play this evening or are playing right now. But right now, here's where the Padres are. We'll keep you posted tomorrow. I'm sure uh, Gwyn and Chris, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, they will uh, keep you posted on some of the scores as well. But at the moment... Padres four games out of a wild card spot. They pick up a, a full game so far today. Cubs are three games out. Miami half game out. Arizona half game out. Three teams right now, one, two, three in the wild card. San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. And again, things may look a little bit different based on the scores today. But the good news is, you know, the Padres are not going to lose any ground. So uh, they enter today five games out right now. Therefore, they continue to whittle that deficit away little by little by little and continue to play, for the most part, better baseball. They've won 6 of 8. They're now 17 and 10 since the start of July. Five home runs in this game for the Padres in their 11-1 win over Colorado. Let's find out which one is our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. The 1-1. Tati swings, hits it in the air to deep left field, down the line, and it is fair. A three-run homer. The 100th home run of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s career is a massive blast. Down the left field line here at Coors Field. Fernando Tatis Jr., a big home run in that ninth inning, a seven-run at ninth inning, career home run number 100 for El Nino. He continues to do incredible things in the field, at the plate, you name it. And that was our play of the game here today. The fifth and final home run, the Padres hit. Fernando had one. Gary Sanchez had two. Juan Soto had one. Hassan Kim 
also a leadoff home run in this game. Uh, before we go, couple of notes on the home runs today. First for the Padres, five home runs today tied for their most ever in a game at Coors Field. They've done that actually four times, including June 9th of this season, which I didn't quite remember. But June 9th, apparently, they did have five home runs. i got to go back and look. <laughs> I don't remember that. June 9th uh, at Coors Field as uh, our studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, is looking at the schedule, making sure that they were in Colorado June 9th. Yeah, they were. Okay, so we'll look at that. Uh, Note on Fernando. Fernando Tatis Jr. reached career home run number 100 in his 362nd game. That is the fourth fastest in MLB history. Here are the top five. Ryan Howard got to 100 in 325 games. Pete Alonso got there in 347. Gary Sanchez got there in 355. Fernando Tatis Jr. got there in 362. Aaron Judge in 371. How about that? That's a very interesting list. Ryan Howard, Pete Alonso, Gary Sanchez, Fernando, and then Aaron Judge. So Fernando got to 100 home runs quicker than Aaron Judge did. And may I remind you that Fernando missed an entire season last year. But it is games played, I guess, so a little bit different. But you get my point. Good stuff for Fernando. Already at 100. Hopefully one day when he's hitting 500, we'll remember where we were when he hit number 100. That was today in Colorado. Uh, One more note on the Padres uh, destroying the baseball today. We read off the home run distances earlier. Each and every home run the Padres hit was 425 feet or more. It was 2,198 feet of home runs today on the five. According to AJ Casavell, MLB.com, Padres beat reporter, they were the first team today to hit five home runs of at least 425 feet in a game since StatCast began tracking in 2015. So if you thought, wow, these home runs are going a long way, they were. They crushed them. And they crushed the Astros. So Astros crushed the Rockies. <laughs> In an 11-1 win. I've got Astros on the brain. Justin Verlander going there. No hitter yesterday. 11-1 Padres beat the Rockies. Final totals here today. Before we do that, let's take a look ahead, as we always do. The Friday in downtown San Diego Petco Park. First pitch on Friday, game one of the series against the Dodgers at 640. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 540 and certainly hope you can join us then as the Padres will enjoy an off day tomorrow and then begin that series against the Dodgers on Friday. Taking a look at the final totals here today for the Padres. 11 runs, 14 hits, one error they left on six. For the Rockies, one run, four hits, one error they left on nine. Ray Kerr got the win. He improves to 1-1 one one on the year. Kyle Freeland takes the loss. He's now 4-12. Time of game, 2 hours and 56 minutes in the crowd at Coors Field in Denver, 28,437. As always, you can listen back to any of our post-game show on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long from inside our San Diego studios. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 11 and the Colorado Rockies 1. We'll talk to you on Friday from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network.